You are now listening to the Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. I, I wonder how we're going to get Rockwell uh, involved in this episode. We'll oh, figure shit. it out. We're actually already. There's got to be a little John connection. That, that is that how you're going to connect Rockwell to? Uh... No, that's not that's <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the aggressive music episode of the Beat Bodega. Uh, Proving these guys once again that I have anger management problems. Um, but, you know, this is, I went a little light. I didn't go too dark on the aggressive side. Gilbert, how you doing? I'm good, man. How's it going? Good, good. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Hi, I'm all right. It's Sunday here. Oh, can I say dates? All right, just dated it's us. already done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't just dated matter. us. But, uh, Eric. I want to I sell the illusion. I also like the fact that you said it's Sunday here. Like it would be a different. Oh, a- anywhere else, right? <laughs> well, if we were, it's already. If we were in Japan, I think it would. It'll, it'll be Monday already, Monday morning. So we're good. True. This is true. All right. So, episode thirteen. We wanted to get a little dark, headed towards uh, Halloween. Um, so this with episode thirteen, I did a kind of an aggressive playlist. Um, little bit angry and then leading right up your alley right up my alley and then uh leading up on uh to halloween on halloween week eric did a gothic playlist uh but that'll be the next episode so i'm very quickly gonna run through the the playlist it's a short list i only did 14 songs um first song is a white zombie with planet mf uh does that stand for something yeah, it does, Eric. It stands for Planet Motherfucker. Oh. But it's was... so on the album, it's actually, or the way they've always put it together, it's two songs. I just like the Planet MF part, so I, I split that one aside. Do they uh, spell it out as Motherfucker, or do they just say MF? I've seen it both. Okay. Uh, Perfect Circle with Judith. Um, kind of still tagging along to the covers episode. I did Corn uh, with the Deftones doing uh, Ice Cube's Wicked, uh, Henry Rollins and the Rollins Band doing Disconnect, Living Color, Cult of Personality, Rage Against the Machine, Calm Like a Bomb, Primus with uh, Jerry Was a Race Car Driver, Pantera with Domination, Sepultura with Roots, Bloody Roots, Upon a Burning Body featuring Ice-T doing a cover of Little John's Turn Down for What, um, Metallica with Hardwire off their, or Hardwired off their uh, most recent album. Uh, Helmet with In the Meantime. Avenged Sevenfold with uh, Beast and the Harlot. And then uh, for Gilbert, I brought in a little new metal and did a Limp Biscuit with Counterfeit. My fave. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never realized that their, their name was spelled B-I-Z-K-I-T. I thought it was like Biscuit. Like, like, like the actual bread? Yeah, I never paid attention to that. <laughs> God, biscuits would be so good right now with butter. Gilbert, your wife makes the best biscuits. Yeah, man. Um, I, I actually, that, she just made bread, didn't she? Gilbert, you told me the other day. Like yeah, Jesus. Man. She makes bread like Jesus. All right. Gilbert, you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday, guys. Come it on. is Sunday. Um, Primus, are they, what, what kind of genre of music do you consider them i i don't know i don't yeah it's right yeah it was it's so was it i think last year we had a a pretty cool event uh where i worked and uh actually a a lot of the bands on this list were on it uh primus primus was guys we saw two of these bands together in one show we did yeah we did but uh biggest the biggest pit i've ever been part of was, I hate that, that that you remember that other show as to as no, opposed no. to no, this no. show, which was one of the greatest shows we ever went to. Well, yeah, Eric, the show that I'm referring to actually happened last year, so it's fresh yeah, in my mind. it's not the one we went to, which no. was <laughs> the greatest show ever. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But no, so I mean, Living Color was there, which is the first time I had seen them live. They were fucking amazing. Jealous. Uh, Primus was there. Um, Upon a Burning Body was there, uh, which I had the opportunity to meet them after. Again, a bunch of great guys. Um, and they're from San Antonio, uh, which is where I currently live. 
Um, so nice props to a local band here who's who's actually what day what day is it today over there in uh, San Antonio? <laughs> it is Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We're doing a hard hard rock list on the Lord's Day. That's a that's how great we are. Hey, yeah. it's paying your game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so it was I, as as I was writing the list. I'm, I'm the only thing I kept on thinking was, you know, these as through many episodes, these guys are right. I'm, I do need to start listening to like easy listening or maybe some classical <laughs> music. <laughs> Yo, it's like Carlos is intense already. Could you imagine his playlist? Like I, I can picture him listening to this in the car, like on his way to work. Um, you, you remember that that episode of uh, The Office where Dwight Shooter is pumping himself up for the the promotion? Yeah, <laughs> Carlos just there, ah, oh, mm. just ruthless aggression on, yeah. on that thing, man. And then I get out of the car, and then I'm good. Yeah, what does this do to you when you listen to these playlists? Like, I, honestly, I don't think I could take like more than thirty minutes of this without like letting out a scream or maybe like some kind of release. Well, that, it, it is release. It, I mean, it's just you. But it, I mean, there's look, there's some songs that just have a great groove and they're great to listen to. But it, it's not that like I start throwing shit around my house and banging my head through the wall. It's not. That's not what happens. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, look. Well, I don't know if you remember one day that we were listening to Nine Inch Nails. A buddy of ours, like his, his family had just moved into a new house and it was empty. And we had these two guys in our group that were really huge Nine Inch Nails. And I think we were listening to um, Pretty Hate Machine. And there was drinking involved. And one of them, it's actually the, the same night you guys went to your Africa Mambada concert. Yeah, that was about. Um, and one of the guys starts pacing back and forth in another room, and you just see him through the doorway. All of a sudden, he comes running <laughs> full speed because Trent Reznor got to him, and just jumps at one of the walls. And the owner of the house, he has this really laid laid back attitude. He's just like, "What the fuck, bro? <laughs> this guy had just put a hole in this guy's wall." <laughs> so if Nine Inch Nails did that to our friend. You know, some of these songs are, are really on the heart. Right? And I'm not for Roots, Bloody Roots. Um, I'm not a big Sepultura fan, but I just know their speed. And yeah, yeah, I man. Picture, Brazil's, I picture, I, Brazil's greatest uh, export. I picture, I picture Carlos ironing his slacks to, okay. to uh, Pantera. <laughs> picking, picking, picking out a tie for the day, listening to Rollins. Yeah. Walk on home, boy. <laughs> Domination! Carlos, I'm sorry. We're not attacking you. I just can't picture you after... I, I can't I can't picture you listening to this and what you're like for the rest of the day. <laughs> Maybe this, this was an episode we should have brought Eileen in, huh? Oh, my <laughs> God. You might, you might want to book a couple of sessions with Eileen by yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, it's funny because, Gilbert, if you remember... Uh, our little uh, helicopter and uh, gas station incident. Didn't oh, you? Yeah. Ha- didn't you have Pantera? This is, were we, were, we, listening? we were listening to Pantera. Yeah, we were listening to Pantera. <laughs> so and the 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 cops the cop was like, "This is what's wrong with these teenagers today." <laughs> <laughs> you and your devil music. Yeah. So I, should, should, we, As, should we tell the story? Because there's a please, story. please share that. Oh, I, I think All it's right. a great story. So so yeah, go ahead. Go you with. want. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, at the time we were actually going to Cheers, you know, a place we've talked about before on on our on our um, on our previous podcast of Punk. So, um, Carlos and our buddy Noel, the huge Guns N' Roses fan who makes his second appearance at the Bodega, um, they used to live in the same complex. So um, I picked them up, and then we're going to go to the Sicko on Eighth Street to go buy beer. You know, and I'm not, I'm not snitching that. Uh, soft the, drinks. You were gonna go buy soft drinks, right? right Slightly yeah. modified uh, beverages. Snitches get snitches, Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I, I think for a been... new generation of kids that are attending Coral Park High School. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, so as I'm picking up Carlos, we kind of leave his apart uh, apartment uh, complex, and we see like there's cops everywhere. The cops look at us, and then. I'm dri- I'm driving down, you know, anybody from Miami knows I'm driving down 87th headed towards um, A Street, you know, from Flagler. And like, there's this light 
that keeps shining in the back of the, the on my Jeep. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I look back and I'm like, I'm thinking getting pulled over. I don't see nothing. So, you know, I go and make a left on 87th Avenue to go into the sickle right there on 87th and 8th Street. And all of a sudden, it's like 10 cop cars woo, 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 everywhere surrounded. They tell us, they point guns at us, tell us to get out the car. Um, and, you know, they told us that, you know, Pantera's ruining the youth. And, and as we get out of the car, there's the, the flashing light behind us was helicopters that were following us from outside the complex. And apparently, Carlos looks like, uh, fit the description. Oh, of, Carlos and, and Noel. Oh, and Noel. <laughs> and Noel, yeah. Fit the, fit the description of some people that were breaking into houses in, in their complex. So, yeah. um, and they had a very common look in, in Miami at the time, like a shaved head and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well, my, my look one a, guy's six four, the yeah. other one is like five two. So yeah, yeah, they look like just like everybody else in Miami. Well, so Gilbert's missing a few details that made it even funnier. Was when you know the whole time Gilbert's going, "What the fuck is that light?" I go, "Gilbert, what light are you talking about?" So he felt it. I didn't. And then so there, there was in every corner, they had. I guess the cops had done a perimeter throughout. I mean, this is from, well, Eric lived in the same complex, so he knows. So from Alhambra, all the way down to the Sitco, there was cops like on almost every entrance and every corner of the street. Like they had set up a perimeter. So I happened to be wearing a blue button-up shirt, but open with a white shirt under and jeans. And then obviously, you know, Noel had always... Had was the kid. neck was the neck bent up? No, that could explain a lot. No, no, I, <laughs> I never could say that. So it is a good look. I like it. I'm a fan. Well, I don't think any of us could pull it off. Maybe <laughs> Gilbert. Maybe Gilbert. But so when we get to the sitcom and all those cops around us, the cop goes, "Put up your fucking hands." I decide not to because in my head, I thought to myself, "I didn't do anything. I'm not putting up my fucking hands." And then I, t I actually turned to Gilbert because you had just gotten your Jeep. And I go, did you steal this Jeep? And he goes, no, man, my mom got it for me. <laughs> and oh then, so they pull us out of the car. They actually throw me and Noah on the ground and put like pull our pants, pat us down. And they mm. take Gilbert away to ask him questions, right? And then, like the dickhead that I am, after they find out that it's not us, the cop tells us to get up, and I go, what, you're not going to say I'm sorry? And he just says, get the fuck inside the car. And that that's what happened. Funny thing later. The, go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah, you say it, because we're about to say the same thing. So we, we never make it two cheers, but when I get home, my mom goes, did you see what happened on 8th Street in Flagland? I'm like, yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, I did. It was it was actually Gilbert Marcel. My mom wanted to sue everybody. My mom <laughs> wanted to take down the city of Miami. But I mean, it was I Gilbert, you what you were like nineteen and I was like sixteen at the time. No, eight. I, yeah, I was probably like eighteen. Eighteen, so I was fifteen. Yeah. And then uh, you know, and poor Noel, Noel's a tiny little guy, and he was sitting in the back seat. And I mean, they just came out they came out with their guns drawn. And we just happened to look like the people that did that. Obviously, we weren't. But that's what Pantera does to you, man. <laughs> you automatically get profiled. For... Ru ruining kids since 1993. Well, what, what's funny, that, so that's the... That's the that wouldn't have happened if you were playing John Cicada or Rockwell. <laughs> you know, you would have been aware that somebody was watching you. Yeah. Well, and the Rockwell <laughs> reference. And the Rockwell reference. Good job, Eric. <laughs> well done. But uh, the... The second time that I got that I was in a car that got pulled over and Pantera happened to be playing was, <laughs> was uh, there was a buddy of ours, uh, Jose, that was living with me at the time. We were on our way home and we get pulled over because I he had like a his tail light was out or something. So, you know, we had had a lot of fun that day. So, you know, we were a little our eyes were a little red. And um, so he starts freaking out and he can't get the volume on the radio down. And obviously we were listening to Pantera because that's what happens. So, you know, the cop clears us, you know, says everything's okay, guys, get out of here. Before the cop leaves, 
he tells he tells Jose, hey, and so this kid Jose had long hair. He goes, hey, ACDC, next time turn down the volume and stop speeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, that is awesome. So yeah, that's <laughs> the world of aggressive music. Um, but it, it's yeah, it hypes you up. I don't get aggressive with it. It's just sometimes it's nice to to you know get pumped up, get jacked up, listening to this type of music. And it's funny because I, I don't listen to it as much as I used to. Obviously, you know, we're in our forties and you know you're tasting, but every now and then I you know I like to iron da- I like to you iron- dabble. I dabble. I like to iron clothes with intensity. Ironing your ironing your dockers. <laughs> Matching my tie and my suit. Oh boy. But so you know. Look, uh, Do you iron your tie too? Sometimes, yeah. If it's bad. Yeah. So um, so yeah, that's that's the playlist. It's angry, it's pretty aggressive. But it's still good music. I mean, it, you know, Gilbert Gilbert was mentioning uh, a concert that we went to that was the probably the most intense mosh, mosh pit we'd ever been in. Uh, there was a minor race war in the middle of the, the mosh pit. And all hell was <laughs> well, that's that's the first time I ever ran into black skinheads. And oh, sharp. The, or sharps. Yeah, that was the first time I ever saw. It. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, it was it was it was cool. It was weird. It was like, wait a minute. They're on our side. <laughs> like, I don't get this. What's going on? But they're skinheads. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand, man. Because remember, during that time, too, there was like a big skinhead problem at shows. Yeah, you know, especially the big ones. And and they weren't many, but they stuck together, right? Yeah. So they just, yeah. they go after like certain people. And that was, that was the incident, too, that, you know, some guy was coming after me. And all of a sudden, I just see him fly out of the way. It looked like a horror movie, like. Or like when Batman just snatches somebody and this guy's running full speed at me and then he just goes flying across and then I see Carlos and his new sharp friends there and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much. That was great. Yeah, because it it's funny because I didn't know if you saw the guy. All I know is, oh shit, he's going to hit my friend. So my instinct was just to run and spear the shit out of him. But the the funny part was when the, the the sharp guys they turn around and they go don't worry we'll take care of them no no it's cool bro like it's like, like it's over i just protecting my friend yeah that was, was, that, was that yeah and, and it was when when this song broke out it was the biggest pit i've ever seen that that floor just opened up man. And, uh, yeah it was I've, insane i've never been to a show where the entire floor was a mosh pit i mean and, it was and, and it oh, was just so they know, it was for Primus, and it was Helmet opening up for Primus. That was yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. and it was just crazy. Uh, and it was such a, it was such a mix of people too. Because how about that six foot, like four, uh, bass, uh, football player that I'll never forget? Because I, I come next to him, and he just looks at me, and he tosses this guy with one arm, like big jock looking dude, and he's like, "Yo, bro, I fucking love this shit." <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> He's That's just this almost like a movie like, scene. Like, bro, at that time, everybody's like 150 pounds. You know, they're little. This huge jock was just there, just tossing people, and it was like, "Yo, bro, I fucking love this shit." And I was like, "Yeah, man, go have fun." Like, <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. no, there's a lot, a lot of good times. A lot of good times in the pit. A lot of good times in the pit. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna go through the list, and and then. You know, since can uh, we interrupt you, yeah, to, like as as you go and you explain what these songs mean? Yeah, of course. All right, <laughs> that's going to be our limited con- contribution. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, listening up for this. Actually, so this is a cool thing with uh, with White Zombie. Um, I I've always been a fan of White Zombie. Just I, I like like the look, you know, like how they they mix in, um, you know, like. Sure. But, well, like haven't like, showered in three weeks. No, no, I'm talking about like their videos, like the oh, you know how the psychedelic they, shit. The, the, yeah, like and they they would mix a lot of the the old sci-fi and horror, you know. Yeah, stuff. and then um, but you know they actually weren't really appreciated in the in the New York metal scene. Like they they really weren't like. They were from New York. I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. okay. And then so. Um, 
<clears throat> the cool thing, and this 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 part's uh, for for Gilbert. Um, you know whose favorite band this was? Uh, Rockwell's. Kurt Cobain, and not Rockwell. <laughs> Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Cobain was a big fan of White Zombie, uh, and so well, I know that. and so was Iggy Pop. Um, so Iggy Pop actually comes out in the beginning of uh, of Black Thunder. Well, that song Black Thunder, you hear him narrate uh, the beginning of that song. But a, a lot of their songs, you know, is when you hear a White Zombie song or a Rob Zombie song, it's well, the band actually broke up, and Rob Zombie said they'll never play together again. Uh, like he said, that part of his life is over. But it was it was a sound that you knew was only them, because they had like that like those charging guitars, uh, a lot of punk influence actually. That they, they they were big fans of punk, and um, and it was always like I said those charging guitars, and then that really growl like you know the growl in Rob Zombie's voice. So. Planet F, uh, Planet Planet MF is, is just like all their songs. It starts off with with um, a partial tribute to like those old horror movies. So you hear those clips in the beginning, and then again, charging guitars. Um, perfect circle. That song, Judith. It's, and they also had an awesome bassist, that chick bassist. I always thought that was which was actually uh, a, her and Rob Zombie were together in the beginning. Oh, for real? What? Well, do you know why she changed her name? Because I, I just looked her up because I, I didn't remember. Like she goes by Sean Yasult now, and and she was uh, her her last her get born name or what would you what would you call that her given name yeah. was Shauna Reynolds. I wonder. I, what, I don't know. She's like like Cat Stevens. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Oh, maybe 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 she first, converted. First Cat yeah. Stevens reference in uh, the bodega. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just you know, because the video I remember is 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 1969, right? Was that yeah? Was that what it was called? Thunderkiss. And yeah, Thunderkiss. 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 And just seeing that, like, it was the first, you know, to see to see her rock out like that, and it was hard as fuck. Well, what's funny? I, I I was reading a thing how she she always had to explain to security people that she's in the band. Uh-huh. They always thought she was a groupie. Nice. For ten years, she had been with the band for ten years, and she always had to. Yo, do it. and it was just like the that it, you just saw her play, and it was it was just awesome, dude. And and I I did love that song, nineteen sixty. Well, you you know who song. they actually credit for their success, Beavis and Butthead. Really? Yeah. Oh and, yeah, I could have. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, in that article that I was reading about how she's talking about how it was always hard for her being a grown up band. That she said, even on Beavis and Butthead, they said, "Oh, it's that chick bass player." Like they didn't even know her name. Like they just, that's how they came out. but they credit a lot of the, their success to Beavis and Butthead. Well, hey, yeah. Carlos, just, and also, I'm I'm more familiar with Rob Zombie because of his movies too. Like right, and yo, that like he hits the genre that I hate the most: murderous hillbillies. <laughs> that shit freaks me the fuck out, man. That's like my worst fear. Well, I mean, he directed most of his videos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Carlos. And when you speak of of New York metal scene, like biohazards, yeah, like yeah, exactly. Is that like that hardcore? Like I don't know. I don't. Is it really hardcore metal? Well, man, it, it, you've always had rash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. New York was always a big hub. They just didn't match or look like anybody because yeah. you know they. It, I mean, look at the way they dressed. Look at the way they sounded like, and and they weren't. I, I, like when they started, you know, self-admittedly, they they say like they weren't talented musicians, and there was so much talent in New York and so much, you know, so many. Yeah, famous you had bands. Anthrax, I think, was another band that was from New York too. Yeah. Are, are they from San Francisco? Are they? No, I think I, Anthrax is from New York, dude. Oh really? I thought they were. Uh, they, like they, yeah, they had some badasses there. Yeah, because there, you know, you had the hardcore scene, and and that's where you saw like that that evolution like the what what do you call it? like a thrash right like yeah. a lot of the hardcore guys um switched over to thrash or the other way around right they went from thrash to hardcore yeah. and stuff like that but yeah they had they had a pretty big scene yeah but yeah it's new york man all the good stuff is yeah. either there or la we got saigon kick <laughs> that's so fucked up sorry saigon kick <laughs> you know that I think that's the second time you had to apologize to saigon kick Oh man, because the they had a good song, man, and and you know what? They've gone farther than a lot of bands, right? So, yeah. so I, I just and then so it's it's funny. So, Perfect Circle with Judith. That's uh, it's if you actually listen to the song, it's an intense song, and it, well, Maynard writes intense shit and yeah. really cerebral shit. But what? And I I believe the first time I heard this story was on Rogan. 
Um, and then I, I heard it later on. And just because at first, like at, a, at an earshot to the song, I would just pick up the parts that were kind of fucked up. Like, you know, you know, like if you're Christ and all that. But when you listen to the song, it's you find out Judith is actually his mother who was a really religious person and uh, suffered a stroke that left her paralyzed. And she doubled down on her faith. You know, she, she, you know, she knew that God would get her out of it. And then he just saw her deteriorate. And that's, that's when he realized that he didn't believe in God because, you know, in the song, he goes, it's not like you killed someone, you know, like he's looking at all these people that have existed that, you know, deserve that fate, but not his mother. And then he saw her deteriorate. So that, that song describes how he saw his mom deteriorate and how he started and he, that's when he decided he didn't believe in God. So it, it, it's a dark. Yeah, that, I, that sounds like I would never listen to it again. <laughs> like, wow. You just like, that just sounds too depressing. But, and, and, but you removed the, I mean, and I wouldn't even remove the lyrics because that's somebody being extremely honest in their song, but you remove the, the, the vocal or, or, you know, the, the, the lyrics from that. And you just listen to the music. The, the, the song is fucking phenomenal. And but then when you start listening to it and you find out what it is, you're like, God damn, this is dark. And but, why did you choose this over tool? Like you just wanted just, well, are you is this like a personal favorite song? Or I, that... I I well once once I heard him tell the story, like you know, I've said before, I like I, I love where a song comes from, you know, even though it doesn't necessarily uh, you know, it's not a necessarily happy song, but it, it's for somebody to be that honest on a song was interesting to me. And, and I, I just, the rhythm of the song that the, the, you know, the musicianship of the song is fucking great. I wanted, uh, cause I had brought it up the, before, um, that I thought about going tool, but the thing with tool songs, a lot of them are really long, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that like I, I originally on the list was 46 and two and I pulled it out and then, uh, just cause it was long, but, uh, this one had a story, you know, like this one was, was a, a really intense song. And then, uh, corn with, uh, the Deftones, uh, to you're not even going to mention that he's a jujitsu guy. I think that's he one is. of the coolest no, things. You're the jujitsu guy. Yeah, dude. He, he's really big. Have you ever, there's a video of him out there and, and check it out. It's pretty cool. It's a fan rushes him on stage and he puts him in a rear naked choke and he continues to sing the song on the ground with the guy he's got one arm he's got his hands around him and it's just the greatest thing and, and the fans loving it he's getting choked out but he's just like oh my god what's happening right now <laughs> he's a black belt isn't he yeah yeah i think so and he owns a vineyard and he was in the military interesting guy yeah dude. very interesting guy uh i mean and, and you hear him talk the guy's extremely cerebral he's a super smart guy um and then corn with the death tones two of gilbert's favorites since Gilbert's the new metal fan here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing a you know, I tried to, I tried to, because um, I, I like to kind of like put all the playlists that, that, are, that are created on a, on, a, on a spreadsheet just for records. And I couldn't figure out how to get the backwards K. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, just couldn't do R. it on my... It's the R it's, that's backwards. Oh, yeah, it's a K <laughs> and a backwards R. And I just couldn't get the backwards R, man. You know what's funny? I, I've always loved the fact that Nick always had to say it like that. Oh, yep. you, you have you heard corn with a cane and backwards are? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so uh, corn in the death tones doing a cover of Wicked, which is actually a really really cool cover. Um, you know, and then you had Jonathan Davis do the, the, the I guess what would have been the reggae part on the song, and it, with but when Jonathan Davis does it, it just sounds like every scary fucking voice that he does <laughs> but, but it, it, it's funny because i i played them back to back to see which one's more intense i i think i think the ice cube version's more intense just because you hear that that all that like uh it was like a hum in the background for i i can't wow. yeah like that sound yeah but and it's fucking ice cube you know so well fucking ice cube and then you had um so then after we uh i had rollins band disconnect i've always been a fan of that video because it's almost like a tribute to taxi driver like you watch 
you watch uh, Henry Rollins slowly lose his shit as 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 society like keeps on fucking him over and slapping him on the face. Uh, and when you listen to the lyrics with the video, and you know, you know, Henry Rollins is an intense guy to begin with. You know, he's and you you listen to how forceful he is on that song and how intense he gets. Again, great great ironing music. Um, Even listening to spoken word is really good. Um, oh, Henry Rollins is just the shit. Yeah, he, he has this. Um, if you get a chance, there's this. Uh, this I, I, would I call him a poem? What do I, what would I call it? An essay, a poem? Yeah, it's just. And it's word. it's about his love of steel, and working yeah. out. Yeah, it's it just. Awesome. If you want to get pumped up, just look that up. I, I think it it's something. I I want to say it's love of steel, but just yeah. look up Henry Rollins spoken word, and it's just one of the most incredible things. And his it, lyrics have always been like that. I mean, you know, not after the back fag days, right? I guess after songs like beer and... <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it slam poetry? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Got my hand in my pocket. <laughs> Pulled out some change. Two quarters and a nickel. <laughs> that was pretty good, Eric. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... So... Of course, Henry Rollins. I mean, it's, it's, you gotta love the guy. You gotta love the guy. He's a was he did a really I I enjoyed. How about his cameos? His movie cameos are yeah. some of the best ever. Yeah. Uh, the chase. Well, oh, the one where he played the uh, not the angel. He played. I don't want to ruin it for people, but he uh, well, plays yeah. a biblical character. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler actually, alert. I was gonna say. I I can't remember the title, but he's like he he craves blood at the same time, but he's a fallen angel, something like that. Yeah, uh, that that's a really good movie. He's a good actor. He's a really good actor. You're looking it up, Eric. Yes, I am. I, I, he never died. He never died. He never died. Yeah, it's so, a really good movie. What were you gonna say? And he was in. in uh, he was in the was the second or the first or second season of of Sons. Oh, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. That's right. Yeah, he was evil yeah, man. shit. He was yeah. the, the the. You know what? What part always stuck with me when Jax comes to to kill him. That he's at the yes. barber shop and his kids well, are there. How about the and, the, the and no, and in the bathroom he goes just not in front of the children. Yeah, I was like, wow, dude, that's that's the, yeah. The, the scene with him and Gemma was fucked up. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. that's that too intense. Yeah, but um, so now, of course, the legendary living color with cult of personality. Um, oh, yeah, you know that it's one to see them play that song live was fantastic. You know, to watch them like they're just—they're such a great band, amazing musicians. The guy still holds his voice, which is incredible. Corey Glover, baby. Yeah, and then One of my uh, favorites, man. So, <clears throat> any song that starts off with Malcolm X's uh, intro to the message to grassroots uh, speech, and then ends with JFK's inaugural speech, and then goes into you know, like it, you know, there's a message in there, like in how the balance of good and evil work in that song. Like, you know, he's comparing like uh, Joseph Stalin and, and, and Gandhi and, you know, like every, like all these, all these major figures in the song uh, while still putting out one of the classic rock songs of all time. Um, Rage Against the Machine. So this is. Yeah. Th sorry. I, I, I just got sidetracked too. And they also brought um, like uh what was it neighborhood they brought a different perspective to the metal scene right yeah um because they talked about like their home and growing up how you know th they touched on like gentrification at that time too it was it was just it was just different to hear you know as opposed because at that time they were around during the, the the hair metal days you know and everybody's yeah. talking about party and then you you have these guys come out and it's like holy yeah, shit we're, we're and, I, I, and that's the first time i like i kind of was exposed to like political and like uh politics and music and stuff like that yeah. and yeah there were rage before rage it, it could be yeah it could, music doesn't have to be all fun yeah. it could mean something too well that wow that's a horrible thing to say but, it always <laughs> <laughs> but uh all right so rage against the machine with calm like a bomb obviously all their songs are political um but this was i, I like the way this one uh plays out you know, cool little bass intro, like doom, 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 doom. like it sounds melodic, and all of a sudden you hear Zach De La Rocha bring the funk back, and then the the music king, uh, kicks in. Um, I think it was an answer to um, Trent Reznor's Nine Inch Nails' "Head Like a Hole." 
Because if you say them together, come like a bomb, <laughs> head like a hole, it's like they go together. This is that was quite the reach, but it could be. I don't know, Eric. I don't think that's <laughs> real. No, but uh, here's this is there's two things I found out about Rage Against the Machine that I didn't know. So going back to um, Maynard, so Maynard is actually in, in Know Your Enemy, the part that you hear in the background saying, I have no patience now. That's actually Maynard. What? Yeah. That's awesome. And I, yeah, so I didn't know that. And, and they were saying that at one point he could have possibly been the lead singer of, of Rage Against the Machine. And then uh, the, the band name Rage Against the Machine came out was a song that Zach De La Rocha wrote that never got released. And he just used the title of that song to name the band, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, the Maynard thing kind of blew me away. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's awesome. He was, that, that I had no that. patience, brother. <laughs> and then, um, sick of it, sick of it. Sorry, it's just no, no. Nah, I just had a Joe Montana football flashback on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Jerry was a race car driver, as Eric alluded to, probably one of the the biggest pits we've ever been involved in. Um, oh yeah, and Steve Baldwin. Uh, uh, yeah. Baldwin? What? I don't know. It just sounded like you said when you said involved in. All I heard Baldwin. was Baldwin. And uh, Steve is my favorite. Well, Daniel Baldwin's pretty cool too. And obviously, uh, you know, probably one of if you know we talked about uh, Eddie Van Halen being on a Mount Rushmore of guitar players. You have to put Les Claypool on a Mount Rushmore of, of bass players. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, Gilbert brought up the fact of what. What do you classify Primus at? You, you Progressive. Can't, I mean, they're, you hear them do Master of Puppets strictly on bass. You hear them play their song. They're so experimental. You know, and even, um, you know, they have songs that are, I mean, you have a song about fishing, you know, with old Diamondback Surgeon. You had like, you, they, they're so all over the place with what they do, but like, they're, I mean, a great band, amazing musicians, and then let's, Claypool, one of the greatest bass players of all time. Uh, yeah, it's about, like you, you started listening to him. It's like, this is music I would never listen to. But I like And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you're just sucked in. And, yeah. and, 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 and they try to get grouped in with other stuff, but it's, it's, they're it's just so standalone, much. whatever they do. Yeah, like it, it's... I remember when Pork Soda came out. We listened to that album for a long time. And yeah. then, like, what, that, what was the song that you liked, Eric? Mr. Crinkle? Was it, that was Mr. your... Mr. Crinkle... I, it was my name. My name was Mud was in that too, right? Yeah. Wasn't that? Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the, but talented guys. Um, did, did they have a song about Winona's Big Brown Beaver? They did have a song yeah, about Winona's so. Big Brown Beaver. <laughs> it was actually called. Hey, and it got it got played on, on MTV. Not censored yeah. at all, which was yeah. wow. Well, you know what? And, and I, I know we brought it up for Rob Zombie, but again, another just amazing artist. Les Claypool does the animation on all his videos. Um, the, what there's a should there, he's involved in another show um, that uh, what's the robot chicken? I think he does every now and then too. I didn't know that. I, I, well, I, I didn't... could be wrong, but I know he does. I know there's like a like the, one of those syndicated programs that he does shit on uh, the intro to South Park. But I was about to say, yeah, he did. The, yeah. He, he does the the thing. You know what? I, what 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 story is cool is that. That um, when Metallica was um, uh, trying to find a new bassist, um, that Les Claypool actually tried to, you know, tried out for it, and they were like, "Yeah, he's too good to be our band." <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, man. Robert Trujillo is amazing. Okay. No, yeah. Trujillo is a, yeah, he's a badass bassist on his own. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, imagine. Yeah, I mean, like, could you? Yeah, it, it wouldn't work. <laughs> it's yeah. like. No, no, this is, I can't be less, less playful if I join Metallica. Yeah. And, with, I, and if, if you know Primus, I mean, the bass is like the, the lead in that, in those, in their songs. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like the stand, you know, like the bass is what stands out every time, you know? Yes. You know what, what I, what um, they remind me of, I, well, not that they remind me of, but they're kind of like Faith No More. Yeah. Like the band, like they're, they're two bands that could just never fit, fit anywhere and, that, but they did their own shit and they they grew this fan base because there's that one song and all of a sudden these people just flocked to them and they followed them eternally because 
the you if you look at the Primus fans and the Faith No More fans, they they become huge fans. Like where we exposed to what was it, Epic? That oh, yeah. what a great songs. And then you listen to the rest of it, and there's nothing else like it yeah. on that album. And and the same thing happens with Primus. So you, those but, are two bands I think that that are kind of very similar. Where you, you just fall you, in love with them. You want to hear something cool? You got to look up. Uh, Faith no more doing Lady Gaga's poker face. Really? Yeah, like it, it, that. Like that's how. And and another guy that has a fucking phenomenal voice, uh, Mike Patton. Mike Patton. Well, yes. he does yes. those other projects like Mr. Bungle and yeah. Love It. Weird yes. shit. Yeah, man. But you know what? You know what's weird. What I find weird though is like at least Epic. You could see that being a song that's a crossover song. But what song from Primus would you consider? To be a, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, Jerry was, was a race car driver. Yeah. That's not a. Yeah, yes, I mean, it, it was. was. That was the song that brought everybody in, man. Well, and, 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 and also, what was the the hot rod? I can't remember sailing. No, it was, it was on sailing the. Che- well, the 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 two big ones was, well, going my back. My name is Rudwoods. No, no, but on on sailing seas of cheese, they had two hits. Yeah. yeah. Um. Jerry was a race car driver. Jesus Christ, this is how we're getting. Well, I guess my the bigger point was that 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 I I still don't I could see the pro- crossover appeal to Epic where I de- I never saw it in any of the uh, Primus songs, even though I love them song and I don't even the like cat. the song. Tommy okay. the Cat, yeah. which that that shit when he goes off on the bass and that song yeah. is incredible. Tommy the Cat was my name, and I think. But Gilbert, name me one other song that you know from Faith No More. Ooh, get him. My point. Yeah. Well, Jerry, there was. Uh, well, how about Primus? No, I know a lot more Primus songs. But I was, what I was saying is, like they, like to to me, like Epic, the song itself. Now, mind you, I don't even like, I don't like Faith the More, and I don't like Epic either. But <laughs> well, I, go fuck yourself, yeah, you bitch, <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> You're going back on the couch, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're being Faith the More is fucking phenomenal. I will, again, guys. I am not a metal guy. I am sorry. I have said this before, but, um, but they're not metal. What, are, what would you consider? We're that? going in circles here. <laughs> so round and round we go. <laughs> uh, so what was your point, uh, Gilbert? Not, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I was, shit. But, we'll go okay, on. But I, I was definitely more, like, just me personally, I was more infatuated with um, with Primus. And then I love Primus. You know what it could be, too? It was the time it came out, right? Epic came out when we were maybe in middle school. Yeah, and it was Jerry, it was pre- Jerry was a race car. It, it came out when we were high school, and I think we were more receptive to it. Well, yeah. but but you know? but Eric, remember when Angel Dust came out? We were both really into Angel Dust, like that. We oh, just... I love Angel Dust. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, let me, that's let, let me rephrase that sentence. <laughs> so, that's a statement. But but we also <sighs> had we also had friends that were balls deep into Mike Patton. No, but. I, I, I remember, I remember, um, I just remember Epic. <laughs> That's another Epic. Bad way to start a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember Epic as a kid, and, you know, we were, at that point, we were listening to a lot of rock and stuff like that. And, and I'm but, thinking and, Gilbert, when he was in middle school, throwing gum at my back, he was probably more <laughs> into, like, bass. Because that's what no. the bass did. They picked up on the skaters. <laughs> no, I was I was a skater, man. I, I it, it was funny, like you were either a bro or a rocker, right? Yeah. Or a skater, I guess, back in the day. It, you were um, either a bro or a rocker. And if you were a right. skater, they both hated you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, like I think like I mean for us growing up, like we didn't we we got uh, uh, we talked about this before, like early in the early punk ones. We didn't really get a lot of that stuff until later. You know, like I think I when I was like skating like in the late eighties or whatever it was, oh it was like I was listening more like Anthrax and like even like GNR, I guess, to a certain extent. You know what I mean? So it was like Metallica. But all right, let's continue. So you know what? Primus was just there when you were you were willing to receive it. Right. Yeah, definitely. We'll leave it at that. I'm ready to receive you. (laughs) And the anus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then. Uh, Gilbert and I thought. I love when Carlos just wants us to move on because he'll he'll suddenly just go. All right, uh, all right. So, uh, now Gilbert and I could attest if uh, if you want to avoid any imprisonment, you uh, you you stay away from Pantera. 
Especially, Stay away from Patera. No, but, you know, fucking one of my favorite all-time bands. And so Domination, you know, any song that starts off with a countdown and then all of a sudden busts out the word motherfucker and just go, goes right into fucking just angst and anger. <laughs> I'm getting hyped up now. I'm ready for <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, go like you're in pants. Florida, dude. Look, I'll tell you, look, and, and of course, this story is legendary. And if you can't appreciate Phil Anselmo, a guy who died, died of an overdose, came back to life and played a show that same fucking night, then how could you not appreciate Pantera? And we were speaking about goats of guitar goats, Dimebag Daryl. R.I.P. Yeah, man. One, I mean, that dude was, it was sick. I think like he's like, uh, like a guitarist, guitarist. So like any, any, like you know, you ask guys that are like. You know, guitar, you know, like the people that are in rock bands, and they'll, they'll like cite to him as like, yeah, this, that guy is the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Dime, Dimebag's a fucking legend. What impressed me the most about Pantera was when Philip Osamo hit those high notes, Cemetery oh, Gates, that you hear him, you know, he, he has this deep voice, and then when he talks, but when you hear him, like, hear Cemetery Gates, you're like, yeah. there's no way that's the same fucking guy, dude. Yeah, because it's just it, it it's amazing, dude. And, and Cemetery Gates, he hits that note that I, I, the first time you hear it, you're like, is that Dimebag going high on the guitar, or is that Phil going? Ah, I can't do it. Obviously, we're not gonna do that. But but the guy could could sing. Let's let's and all try it. That, <laughs> no. again, I don't want to blow out your ears. Yeah. So the the human zombie Phil Anselmo, you gotta respect. <laughs> Domination, and then uh, right after Domination, we go to Roots, Bloody Roots from Sepultura. The best thing to come out of Brazil since fucking thongs and volleyball and jujitsu. <laughs> volleyball Soccer. came from Brazil? I don't know, but they do it better than anybody else. Oh. Uh, no, aren't the Americans the best at Brazil? At, 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 at volleyball? I guess, I, but I know they're pretty good at it, too. But, um, that, so... I know Gilbert, you had never heard the song, right? It, nah. It's an intense song. I'm not going to lie. But li- the song will get you so fucking charged. It's like the, the first thing you, you, you know, Eric, you're a bass guy. You like the bass. You enjoy the way it starts. And then when you just hear the roots, bloody roots, then yeah, you may want to run and through a wall. But it's and this is one of their later songs too, right? Yeah, this is later. This, this is, is later. yeah. But uh, you know what? Can we talk about the Brazilian fans for a minute? Okay. Those people are metal as fuck. They love their metal. One of the best stories I've ever heard. I have to tell it. I know it's bullshit, but it, it was just because we were like, <laughs> "Oh, you you think the metal fans here are crazy?" I was watching a show in in Brazil once. And everybody's just moshing and just jumping around. And all of a sudden, I see an axe come up and just <laughs> slashing at people. And I remember when they're telling the story, it was it was Corey and Caesar. Yeah. And they were so convincing. I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, man, the Brazilians love their metal, man. And they are Brazilians. You go South, oh, South America. America. Yeah. South America. I mean, it's soccer and fucking metal. That's, yeah, I mean, but, well, you remember the Venezuelan kids, how hyped up they got for, you know, like Metallica and, and all that. And Juanes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I had mentioned this on the covers episode. I really like this cover because it, it actually, I like it. As popular as the Little John version was, this version is 100 times better. One, iced tea. What? Yeah. <laughs> you did that pretty good, Gore. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thanks. Guys. So Thanks. you start off with iced tea. You've already won. And not original gangster iced tea. This is this is body body minds iced tea. But this is, no, body count. Body count. This is Lipton, and it's not Lipton iced tea. It's straight up it's intense iced tea. And then if you if you ever if you've ever heard uh Upon a Burning Body. The guy is tiny. The singer is like maybe five, he's five foot nothing, weighs a hundred and nothing, but the roars like a fucking lion. 
and watch the video. The video is pretty good too. It's uh, the lead singer from Upon a Burning Body, Ice T. Uh, Miss Coco makes an appearance on the video, who's always nice to watch. Respectfully, Ice T, don't hurt us. Um, but it's one of my favorite covers. Um, Ice T actually does some of the rap portion in it, and then the guy from Upon a Burning Body does most of the vocals on the song. Uh, it's a really fun song to listen to. And then Hardwired by Metallica. Uh, it's off their latest album uh, by the same title, uh, Hardwired. If if you're a fan of Metallica and were disappointed by the like the last few albums that they did, Hardwired sounds a lot like old Metallica. Like that that that's a it's a really good fucking album, and it's intense as shit. Like it's not it doesn't sound like a lot of the melodic stuff that they did after the Black album and how they experimented back and forth. But this this album is old Metallica and Hardwired is from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. It's just heavy guitar, heavy drum, old James Hetfield. Just a, it's a it's a really good song. Um, then Helmet within the meat. I, I like that you didn't you didn't mention the bass there, like the the Black album. No way. <laughs> that that when they had just brought in Jason Newstead and and mm. everybody's like, there's no bass in this album. Yeah. Well, I mean. But come on, brother, with uh, with Trejo, do you know you're getting bass? So um, then, in the meantime, by Helmet, and I, I know Eric and I were always huge fans of Helmet. Um, were they New York? They were like New York hardcore. Like, would they be considered? I don't know, but it was always. I remember the first time seeing them, and I'm like, "What are these preppy guys doing playing playing this hard ass shit?" Because they didn't. <laughs> they look. They look like college kids. That decided to do well, no. They dressed like how we started dressing during the hardcore. They just did it first. Yeah, you know, with the button-up polos and and the 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 khakis with the what is it etnies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God! And well, I mean, it, but it was odd to see at first when you saw them that they yeah. looked like regular. Yeah, they, they, yeah, that's right. They're from New York. Um, excuse me, but great band. Um. It, I, don't, I don't remember if we, we put them on a playlist on a previous one, but um, one of my favorite collabos was them in House of Pain doing just... I was about to say that. Yeah, just just another victim. Yeah. Um, Avenged Sevenfold with Beast and the Harlot. Phenomenal voice. That guy has a fucking fantastic voice. And then you listen to the song. It's actually... It's, it's all about the apocalypse, like the, the Beast and the Harlot. That's actually... If you read Revelations, that's a whole chapter of the of, of Revelations. But um, amazing guitar player, amazing drummer, phenomenal vocalist, um, and I love that song. And then um, Limp Biscuit, Gilbert's favorite band, next to Nirvana. Yep. You, Gilbert used to wear a red cap backwards, white shirt, and khakis. I'm joking. Gilbert did none of that. <laughs> but um, maybe the red hat. Maybe the red hat. How did, how did counterfeit go again? I, I can't remember it. Figured me out. You wore a mask called counterfeit. You figured me out. You don't remember that song? Oh man, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Now. Yeah. You're a no, I, re- I remember break stuff and and, and the complete definition uh, of uh, Woodstock. <laughs> yeah. No. I, you know what song I, I did? And they're, they're from about. Florida, right? He's from Florida, so that's something yeah, to be from proud Jacksonville. of. Yeah, yeah man. Jacksonville. All right. Woohoo! Uh, you mean South Georgia? yeah um you know what i noticed from this that you didn't have what group you didn't have which again i'm not a fan of but um basically basically this is a a a not a fan of playlists of guilt but of slipknot i'm not a fan of slipknot no okay well there you go let's mix two of us (laughs) yeah gilbert i've never been a fan of slipknot so that's why they didn't make it on the list um all right well i guess we could start wrapping this up. Eric, I know... I am I, so sorry. I'm a little <laughs> unprepared. All right. So so you're not dropping knowledge today. I am not dropping knowledge today. Son of a bitch. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> I mean, I just... I, I was rushed here today, and, and I, I didn't have time to look anything up, so I do apologize for that. Everybody. That's all right. Forgiven, forgiven. Um, Gilbert, do you have any knowledge to drop today? Um, Gilbert, no. You're out. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do have, have a time. Let's get to spitting. <laughs> All right. I, I actually 
I had posted this on our Instagram page. Uh, Eric, I know you don't have social media. So on our, uh, on our Instagram page, we've been posting um, like a today in history. So we, we post one, uh, we post one daily and uh, Elvis Presley had an interesting story where uh, he had, he had gone to a gas station and, you know, him being Elvis, uh, he caused a lot of commotion and, you know, people wanted to take pictures with Elvis. And uh, so the gas station <clears throat> owner or the guy that worked at the gas station uh, was trying to get him to leave, you know, and then uh, in the midst of all of that, the guy slaps uh, the back of Elvis's head and tells him, you know, get the fuck out. So Elvis drops a beat down on the guy. And then the gentleman that works inside the gas station goes to help out. And, you know, gets a, a three-piece and a soda from, from Elvis. And so he gets a beat down too. And then when the police show up, the two that get fined are the two guys that approached Elvis. Uh, and back then, an assault, an assault fine was only one got twenty uh, $20 fine and a $15 fine. I'm assuming this is not fat Elvis, right? <laughs> that, this is, no, this is probably nimble Elvis. Um, just out of the military ass the, kicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still young, could still you think walk. pre-martial arts, maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pre-paranoia, like, Elvis. Ain't nothing that's but still a cool, dog, dude. Yeah. He took down two dudes, and you know he was just trying to do fan service. Yeah, dude. Sometimes, sometimes you're when you're the king, you gotta lay shit down. Sometimes, you, <laughs> sometimes you gotta you gotta backhand the motherfucker. Jesus. But uh, I always turn the other cheek. <laughs> The other ass cheek, yeah, because I don't like getting <laughs> smacked in my right one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that—that's how you end an aggressive music episode is by Elvis laying a fucking beat down on somebody. Aggression's in all of us, right? Yeah, Gilbert, you got awfully quiet after Slipknot. Yeah, I mean, I was a little disappointed that you don't like Slipknot. I thought I was. Gonna like <laughs> well, you know what I'm disappointed about too is that you're ending. Lovers rock. I'm not in the end. It's 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 going. Hopefully, it's going to its next installment. Um, but um, I gotta figure it out, man. I I I, I gotta. I want to. I I do want to do some more um live streams, but it's just I gotta fit it in the new in this new schedule now. No, I, I think it's amazing that you know, like, kind of things are opening up for you again, and and you're getting a lot of the live gigs, you know. But I'm gonna yeah. miss the. I'm gonna miss watching uh, DJ G Funk from my living room. Although, although they, I get to wear whatever I want and nobody's judging. Well, this this may be this may be news to you, Eric, but there's there's a possibility. I know we we briefly discussed it of of a spinoff podcast with Gilbert. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll see what happens. Um, another You're already cool. trying to push me out. You hear that, fans? No. <laughs> I knew it was only a matter of time. Oh, because it'll in reality it'll be Gilbert's podcast. So, um, but we're Sounds gonna keep Eric. It, we're gonna keep it in the in the Bodega family. Oh uh, man! Oh, that's awesome. Is it gonna be? Are are there details, or are we keeping? No, it was, it was just a brief discussion. But I I, I like the I like the idea. I like where it's headed. Um, so, but more details to come. Um, so. There's there's a few things in the works. I know we had uh, I had posted uh, two pieces of art. Uh, see if uh, which one fans like the most, and uh, we'll make a T-shirt out of it. Uh, I actually think I'm going to post two more designs, so uh, we may come out with two T-shirts, and then the ones that don't win, we'll make them into stickers. We'll see um, that way to get the Bodega website um, up and running and and. You know, I've had some requests for shirts, so maybe there's a possibility that uh, that it'll work out. Um, maybe the leftover uh, Lovers Rock shirts, we'll throw them in there. And two sheet, two t-shirts in a movie. Two t-shirts and hashtag a... two t-shirts in a movie. I I voted for the mic design for the for the shirt. I, I, I like I, that one. I saw that one. Oh, I gotta uh, check this out. Oh, is this the only thing I could see if I if I have Instagram or something? Yeah, you won't be able to see that because the voting finished. Uh, I'll send you. I'll send you the artwork. Maybe you should get on Instagram. Oh, but I, uh, why I don't do those things. Uh, yeah, but eventually you're gonna have to. It's 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 not the people, Carlos. It's me. 
I, yeah, but still. and my tendencies, and that I really don't want to indulge in. No, that's fine. Uh, no, but I'll, I'll send you the designs. I'm going to do two more and um, probably put those up this week. Um, we have our Halloween slash Eric's Goth Extravaganza episode coming uh, Halloween week. And then uh, the next month, we're going to do Beastie Boys and, and Wu-Tang uh, anniversary of both of two albums that that defined uh, some of our younger years. Um, but aside from that, I mean, we'll call this episode a wrap. Um, guys, any any parting words for uh, the Bodega people? Thank Peace you. and love, Bodegas. Peace and love, Bodegas. Is that your new call out sign? I think that's what I, no, I gotta I gotta tweak it. I don't like that one that much. You don't like that one? All yeah. right. Well, but our signature is and always will be Eric. Eric, take us out. Bye. Bye. Peace and love, Bodega. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just try one more. Peace and love, beat Bodega family. No, wow. that's not it. It sounded like a pimp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peace and love, baby. <laughs> He's in love. Hey. All right, it's guys. all good. It's all gravy, baby. It's all gravy, baby. It's all gravy in the bodega, baby. Right. Give it right, right a few more down, and then we'll figure yeah. it out. All right, guys. We're out. Thank you, everyone.